0: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. CJ Shroud, another huge fantasy day, right? And, and what a rookie year this kid's having, man. 47 yards rushing on top and rushing touchdown On top of the 300 yards passing, he, you know, listen, he's, he's throwing touchdowns too, right? Yeah. Uh, Tank Dell, solid day, five catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Uh, my underdog, pickums. Were looking good you know when tank caught that first 58 yard pass early in the game but then it was called back due to penalty and he could have had a much bigger day <laughs> dude it was so sad it was so sad um i would have i want have won some legit money if that stayed you know yeah. as at, you know <laughs> if, if and that he didn't have a, a
1: completely quiet second half <laughs> Oh <boy. laughs> you know?
0: uh but the bigger day ended up going to Nico Collins. He led the tar- the Texans in targets for the second straight week. This is why we follow target share, guys. Last week it was Tank with the big day in production, but you can't forget about Nico because he saw the 30% target share, okay? And this week the production followed the utilization. 25% target share for Nico Collins this week. It, it seems like he's going to get the targets every week. Tank is going to get the targets every week. Both of these guys need to be in your lineup moving forward, just like right. how they should have been this week. Especially exactly. if you saw our, our rankings, they're both, you know, top, what, 15, 16 wide receivers this week. So, come on.
1: Yeah. No, I think we talk about the utilization. It's easy to be like, well, yeah, this was the Nico Collins game. It makes sense. But this isn't supposed to be like a gotcha for anyone who started tank Dell. You not know? like, huh, told you. Because he, he still found the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he could have had that bigger day, like you mentioned. So, like, the biggest takeaway for me is it just CJ Stroud is single-handedly making both of these receivers relevant on a weekly basis. And I know there were talks, you know, we talked about a little bit, Dalton Schultz was coming on a little bit, you know, the past couple of weeks, but he's been quiet. He was quiet today. Obviously, you know, I think he had one catch, that kind of thing. He, he, he wasn't even on the field for a lot of the plays. Yeah, I'm like, not
0: really sure what happened there. Like, his, his routes were cut in half. He only ran two more routes than Brevin Jordan in this game, less than 50% route participation. <laughs> yeah. And the last time that this happened, it happened in week four, but he bounced back like the next week, like his routes went up. But like, just something to monitor here. I'm not panicking or anything just yet, but like, that was kind of weird to, to see
1: that. It was really weird because it was a pass heavy, pass heavy game script. And we'll, we'll talk about the running backs here in a minute, but they hardly got any run. <laughs> you know, Devin Singletary is getting targeted, all that. They were getting all these targets. It was just CJ Stroud. How many times, like, did you see C.J. Stroud slinging it down the field? That's not a problem at all. Like, let's just cl- cl- clarify, not a problem at all. The C.J. Stroud sling- slinging it downfield, but on third and fourth and short, couple times in this game, it was C.J. Stroud throwing like thirty yards downfield. Like, it was a weird game script because it was just completely pass heavy. That's good for C.J. Stroud, but with the running backs, it really makes things interesting.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I mentioned coming into the week that there was probably not going to be a whole lot of carries available for the texans uh devin singletary and damien pierce combined for 11 carries total uh they basically split carries down the middle i also mentioned that the jaguars allow when they do allow fantasy points to running backs it's through the air and singletary wasn't involved in the receiving game at all up until this game where he ended up catching six balls for 54 yards on seven targets uh but one thing that was the major difference here for these two backs in damien pierce's return. Singletary was on the field for 82% of snaps in this game. He got all three of their goal line snaps. He ran 32 routes to Pierce's four, 76% route participation, 100% of third down snaps, 95% of two-minute snaps. That is a huge development for Singletary if he's going to be running that many routes moving forward, right? Also, key factor, Mike Boone, who was their primary receiving back when Pierce was hurt, was a healthy scratch in this game and in his job basically was added to Singletary's responsibility. So we could see Singletary have standalone value regardless, moving forward, even if Pierce ends up taking some work in the running game, you know, now does the overall share get tighter moving forward between Pierce and Singletary? Maybe, you know, Pierce was a full participant in practice all week. Um, But, you know, I I think this is an encouraging sign for Singletary for now uh, and the fact that they have the Broncos next week, I think Singletary is in play for that matchup.
1: Yeah, it just it plays perfectly in Singletary's hand. And I think you look at this if, with Mike Boone out, You know, this is pretty much a two-man backfield. And I think that Devin Singletary at this point, I think they're realizing that Devin Singletary is someone that's going to have to continue to be featured. I don't know if it's going to stick around, like you mentioned, at 82% of snaps, because I do think that maybe there was a little bit of load management here with Damian Pierce. He was out there on very minimal snaps and i think that he i think that he was too big a part of the running back room or at least the plan coming in the season for them to just be like all right we're gonna go away from damien pierce at this point now i don't want to rule out like a james robinson type thing because he was a later round running back kind of you know if you think about it and he had that same type of james robinson factor where it's like you know he runs hard you know he's really good but if you have another guy that can do more has a more versatile skill set like the way that Devin Singletary is playing is going to be much more complimentary to a pass-first offense and what Damian Pierce offers. You know, he's a, he's a bruiser. He's an early-down running back. If you have a guy that can do that plus work in the passing game, I wouldn't be surprised to see Devin Singletary hold on to a majority of the work, even if it's not like you mentioned, that 82% eighty-two of snaps. If it's 60%, 65% of snaps, like, I, don't, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. And he, Devin Singletary could be a play moving forward the rest of the way as an RB2. Yeah, man, no, for sure.
0: And, and I just want to point out one thing with the Texans. Like, they and, and I heard you say this a couple times, Zach. Like, this is actually not a, a pass-heavy offense. Like, it, there are pass-heavy producers, if that makes sense. But in terms of play calling, they're pretty balanced uh, for, the, for the most part for the season. Um, according to FantasyLife.com's utilization report, you can actually look at their 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 archetypes, right? And for most games this year, you know, through weeks one through six, they're balanced. They had one like extremely pass heavy game against the Bucks, which which makes sense, right? Because yeah. the Bucks are, you know, have the tough front and you know they you want them to kind of you want to drop back at a higher rate, which they did 73% of the time. But and in this game also against the Jaguars, another game where you want to be passed first. So we definitely saw that in this game. So, but it seems like the philosophy though, overall is somewhat balanced. And we saw how many carries Devin Singletary had. Over the last two weeks and coming into this game you know the jaguars weren't allowing a whole lot of running back carries coming into this game too um they're they're, i think the third lowest rate of you know in the league or maybe even lower than that um so just keep that in mind for any of your running backs going up against the jaguars is that type of situation and they just they're just really good um against running backs in the run game okay um so there is room here for a run game and you know and and if Singletary is going to be targeted also on top of that it could have some value but we'll see we kind of need a little bit more data here though right like this is a great first sign with that with pierce back but there's still a lot of variables kind of floating in the air for us at this point to make a real final call on like how this backfield is going to shape up moving forward
1: 2400 sports is an odyssey company